Hey, Braveheart, have you heard about having one word for the year? Well, today I'm going to tell you what it is, the secret benefits of having a guiding word for the year, and how you can find yours. Plus, if you stay till the end, I have a special bonus for you today on The Bravehearted Woman. Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you, so hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Awesome to be with you again today, my beautiful, brave-hearted sisters. And I do want to talk to you about choosing your one word for the year. I love this discipline. I've done it for years now, and I've always discovered that having that one word for the year, that guiding word, kind of like the true north, it just keeps me focused and in alignment and sometimes very encouraged when I would be tempted to feel discouraged about something. So what is choosing a word for the year? Well, I kind of just gave it away, but choosing one word for the year is finding an inspired word that will serve to motivate you, focus you throughout the year, and give you direction, and it keeps you in alignment, just as I've mentioned. A guiding word, perhaps, it can be a theme for your life, or state and declare your intentions over your life for that year, and it's just a powerful way to make progress in your life. So why choose a word? Let's talk about some of those secret benefits that you might not recognize in choosing a word for the year. Number one, it brings intentionality to your life. And what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, my word for the year is gratitude, which is an amazing word if you get that word. But gratitude, that's the true north. That's the overarching theme of my life this year. And maybe then something happens where I'm tempted to be ungrateful ingratitude comes in or bitterness creeps in. Maybe I'm going through a painful season and I want to be a complainer and I want to gripe and moan and feel pity. Well, my word for the year being gratitude, what does that do? It's like a divine GPS. It just redirects me. Have you ever listened to the navigators on the GPS going, when possible, make a U-turn or at the next light, turn around. Hey, hey, you knucklehead. (laughs) stop it. Well, your word for the year does that for you. It gently guides you back so that when you get off focus or distracted, even beautiful distractions, gorgeous distractions will still derail you. So your one word for the year really brings intentionality to your life. I am intentionally making this choice and getting back on path. Number two, it helps you see where divinity is working for you. It builds your faith because you will see the divine hand of God mysteriously moving through your life. A few years ago, I got the word trust. And I wondered, you know, when I got that word, I thought, oh boy, what's my life going to be like if my word for the year is trust? God, what is going to be in store for me? And can you imagine what God said? Trust me. (laughs) But all year long, Who knew but God that that would be the biggest year of transition in my life? And I kept wondering, am I doing the right thing? I was taking leaps of faith, boundless leaps of faith, and it was just trust. Keep going forward and trust. So you will see God's hand at work in your life. 
And you just feel so encouraged when you know, you know what, God, I believe that I'm in the right place at the right time, moving at the right speed, because I see how you're guiding me. The third benefit I see in choosing a word for the year, it does indeed help you create a powerful life, an excellent life, where maybe without it, you might be tempted to just be average, or you may just by default, you're not living by design. You just kind of haphazardly allow yourself to, you know, go this way or flow this way. One time I was coaching a girl and she said, well, I just kind of want to be like a free range kind of a person, a free range Christian, a free range. I said, oh, that's so interesting. She just wanted to roam the range Freely, well, that reminds me of the scripture, without vision, people cast off restraint, free range. Well, choosing a word helps you create a powerful life by design because the first step in creating a beautiful life, of course, is to gain clarity. What do I want? What do I feel called to? What is my purpose? What do I intend on doing, becoming, reaching for, How do I want to grow? Where do I want to find success and achieve? What goals do I have? Your one word for the year, it is a reminder to you that you said this was important. You know, sometimes life brings distractions and busyness, and maybe sometimes we even get a little bit tired and we forget what we said we wanted. When our heads were clear and our bodies were rested, we said, I want to do this. Well, don't forget mid-year in the heat of the race and you're getting tired, don't forget what you said was important. Your one word for the year acts as a North Star for you to get you back on track. It reflects your values to you. And finally, your one word, again, your intention, it declares and prophesies over your life, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to accomplish. This is the spirit of which I'm going to rest, the attitude that I'm going to have. It brings awareness to your life. It opens your eyes. It opens your ears to see and hear what's really going on so you can make better choices and better actions and have better feelings. Oh man, it all works together. I hope you're getting excited about it. So if you want help with your focus, and you want a way to determine your priorities, a guiding word for the year will aid you in all of that. Your decision-making, your small micro decisions, your macro decisions, and it will keep you moving forward on your goals. And isn't that an amazing thing? Don't you feel the joy and the exhilaration and the enthusiasm when you're making progress and headway in your life, you're not going around the same mountain over and over and over again. You're defeating old giants. You're walking in victory and power and strength. Yes, come on, somebody. You feel it. I feel it. <laughs> Let's move the needle this year in your life. Because this word is in front of you all the time, you've given your brain a target to hit as well. You're opening up that filter or that you know, reactivating system. So it says, this is what's important to me. And then you will watch how God and the holy host of angels begin to work things in alignment for you. You're going to see things. You're going to have open doors, opportunities. It's all going to start working and flowing for you. So let me talk to you real quick about how to find your word for the year. 
And I don't want to make it difficult, but I do want it to be inspired. I want it to be divine for you. So this is how you find your one word. It's almost if your one word finds you. So first of all, number one, find some quiet time and reflect on the past. Of course, you know you've got your journal with you during this whole thing, right? So grab your journal, but just reflect on the past. What did I love last year? What do I want to do more of? What lit me up? And what did I dread? And what did I say? Ugh, this just drains me. I dislike this. I never want to do. I want less of this or no more of this. What do I need to change? Where do I need to pivot? What do I need to adjust? So just reflect on the past. And then number two, reflect on the future. Where do you want to go? What do I want to accomplish? Where do I want to grow? What virtue do I want to cultivate in my life? What characteristic do I need to strengthen? Where did I fall a little short and I want to grow? What is my destiny? What skill? So reflect on the future. Where am I going? And then number three, I want you to pray and listen. Just sit quietly. Now, this is something you can do in one setting or you can come back to it because you're going to have your journal every time you pick it up and you just want some moments of reflection. Just be quiet, pray and listen and just begin to pay attention to how the Lord is leading and what words seem to be kind of floating around and how they're speaking to you. And the number four, brainstorm all those words. Don't edit yourself, just whatever seems to come. As you're praying and listening, begin to write them down now. Write those words down. Write them as fast as you can. Don't take anything off the list yet. Write down the words that feel like they align with your vision and where you want to go or they're your dreams or something that feels impossible but you're believing for, words of faith. I write every word that just comes to my mind. And then number five, I wait. I put it down for just a little bit and I pay attention to the inspirations around me. I sit with the words that I've written down. I just let them fall into my spirit, my heart, my mind, and I ponder them and I think about it. And probably maybe two or three days later, I go back and I review the list of words. And that's number six. Review the list of words. This is what I do. How do these words make you feel? Does something bring joy? Does something leap up off the page? That's what happens to me. Something jumps up. It resonates with your spirit. It excites you. It makes your spirit leap. You know, those Christian words that we use. But for you who maybe be listening to this, we often talk about that in the Bible. Mother Mary was pregnant with Jesus and she went to visit her aunt Elizabeth, who was also pregnant with John the Baptist. And when Mary walked in, Elizabeth said, oh, your presence made my baby leap within me. So I like to be around people who make my babies, my promises, my dreams leap within my spirit. So I look for that word that's jumping out. Now, if there's a word that just kind of lays flat or even brings a little bit of, no, or those are not words that are going to be written down here by our AI transcripts, words that bring me dread or fear, make me feel scared, or negative in some way, I strike them off the list, get rid of them. But maybe there is a word that scares you in a positive way, like, wow, could that really be? They motivate or challenge or push you or inspire you. 
Number seven, narrow it down to three words. Just sit with it some more. And then eventually one of those words will be elevated. It could be a small phrase that you really do well with just one word. Be precise. Be clear. Choose your one word. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And you can change your word if you think in a week or so it's just not right or something becomes more clear. You might go back to your list and say, you know what? I chose this one of the top three, but I should have chosen that one. But by the second week of January, you should be pretty firm with your word. Now, your words could be a word that's a verb or again, action word. Run, believe, dive, jump, launch, stand rise, forgive. Or maybe your word is a trait. It's an adjective like brave, and fierce, fit, trusting, focused, courage, determined, disciplined, undaunted, unwavering, gritty. You get the point. Some words may call for an alignment or a special attention or focus that you need to give this year. For example, it could be finances, career, family, children, Son, daughter, husband, friend, God, church, community. Or maybe you have a feeling or a virtue word. God is speaking to you. Peace. Or this is your year of joy. Maybe last year was a heavy year. Or you've experienced some grief. This is your year of joy. Jubilee. Motivation. Confidence. Calm. Patient. Wisdom. Now, once you decide on your word, I guess this could be step number eight. Find a quote or a scripture that anchors that word for you. You'll have the trifecta if you find the word, a quote, and a scripture, and then post it. Because you know what, my brave-hearted sister, next year at this time, you're going to be one of two people for sure. You're going to be the one who has overcome and received results and taken action, or you're going to be the one with excuses who folded up, quit, and felt like a victim. Mm, Don't be the second one. Be the first one. Be the woman who was a victorious overcomer. Maybe that's your word for the year. All right? Now, for the bonus that I promised you, as I conclude this episode of The Bravehearted Woman, I want to give you my free download, which is the complete guide to finding your one word for the year. It's my PDF that I have published in articles and my blog and things like that, but I want to give it to you. So make sure you avail yourself of that free PDF, that complete guide to finding your one word for the year. And also remember that my latest book is available, The Making of a Bravehearted Woman. We're running five stars right now on Amazon. I would love for you to pick it up. So make yourself available to that as well. And if you want, who knows, maybe you could even win an autographed copy. That contest coming up. All of these details in the show notes. That's what I have for you, my brave-hearted sister. I pray 2024 is going to be an amazing year for you because it's not going to hazardly happen. You're going to make it happen. Now I'm going to leave you like I always do. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, telling you it is time to find your vision and live your dreams. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. 
If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision. Mm-hmm.